Inside Westminster, Chapter 176, Pandora's Box. The gloriously long-limbed Alex had aged well, Steve's friends had commented, some even saying, How did you nab her, you lucky bastard? Yes, Steve Cannon, ex-Prime Minister of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, always agreed. I am the most fortunate man in the kingdom. He had been lucky too in his professional life, that is, until he crossed Matthew Shrove, now Cabinet Secretary, but back in Cannon's heydays of power, his right-hand man, his confidant, his friend. Funny, Cannon always thought, it was only when he was sick for education that Matt, having taken on that special adviser by the name of Benedict Morgan, changed imperceptibly at first, but then quite markedly, until, on the necessary reshuffle which took him away from reforming the whole of education, curriculum, exams, work practices and the blob, a.k.a. all things official in the whole shebang, he'd completely turned. Was it under the influence of that now notorious iconoclast Ben that Matt had schemed and literally knifed him, the then PM, in the back? almost single-handedly, causing the collapse of the Remain vote and thus his own resignation, Cannon mused. Still, they all got more than they bargained for, what with Covid and the inevitable deep recession that's going to be following, he thought to himself, adding, God, it's true, what goes around comes around, and I wouldn't want to be in their shoes now. Or so he had thought, until choices had had to be made, and then Cannon had realised that this man, his supposed loyal friend, as well as devoted colleague, was a prick, a shit even. Why hadn't Matt realised that he had had to be moved from the education department as implementing what he now assumed were ben Benedict Morgan's policies would have meant a crippling round of teachers' strikes, and no one had wanted that, not then or now. Funny how that man's name keeps cropping up, always associated with controversy, pain and revolutionary change, Alex said to her husband over breakfast, rousing him from his deep thoughts. What man? Cannon asked. Him, Alex said, gesturing at an article on green issues in that day's post. Look, he's at it again with his carbon-sucking idea. Why does he think he's the only one with genius ideas? Not sure, Cannon replied, not wanting to divulge what he'd been mulling over. Anyway, who's teacher today? Should we ask the children to choose? Steve posed laughingly, knowing that the children would always choose Mummy over Daddy. Homeschooling, fun at first, had become a bit of a nightmare, and the only consolation was the knowledge that they were in a far better situation than most others in the country. And then Alex's eyes fell on an article about her half-brother, Linley Somerville Ross. Hey, darling, look at this, she said to Steve, pouring their second cup of rich Colombian single-growth coffee. Watch out, Steve barked. You'll miss the cups, adding, my sweet, as he never, ever raised his voice to his wife. There was no need. She was simply heaven-sent, and he knew he was the luckiest man alive. Oh, sorry, darling, apologised Alex. Lost concentration. They both laughed. But Alex hadn't liked what she had deduced from the article that her little brother, 
she never could abide the use of half and step, could be muddled up with the planning application scandal which was bedeviling the government. Babyface is up to his neck in it, Steve said with a wry laugh. Who's Babyface? quizzed Alex. Oh, the housing sec, you know, Rob Gooden, explained Steve. He's been fast-forwarding applications for years and it's finally caught up with him. But what about Lindley? Surely he's not involved, Cannon said. Well, I hope to God not, as Daddy really won't like it. Lindley's due to get the, the state, the title, the whole shebang, what with Lucas's death. So I can't see why he wants to make a fast buck, said Alex. Look, you know what the papers are like. They've most probably been been fed a titbit and then jumped to conclusions. The wrong ones, Cannon said comfortingly. But if there were to be another scandal which could involve his darling wife's name being pitched in the rags like the post, it would be another good reason to vacate these shores, Cannon thought. The safety of his children had also become uppermost in his mind as extremely nasty things about Brexit had been said to their faces in the school playground. That had been quite sobering and that such things were happening in the highly selective schools and expensive too, chosen by the canons expressly to shelter their brood from such mean nonsense, had brought Steve up with a start. He had begun to realise that, in the new world order of instant and total news coverage, where every Joe Bloggs's opinion was given an airing and therefore credence, no one could escape, including his children. He and Alex had even started talking about leaving England and setting up home on the island of Ireland, after all, Alex's parents owned vast swathes of it and they would have the pick of any number of grand residences, even after Lindley had taken over the castle. He'd have to do some research as he didn't want to jump from the frying pan into the fire of any sectarian nonsense or anything to do with being seen as posh English and therefore stupendously privileged. He'd heard from various secretaries of state there that in spite of the peace process, bigotry and therefore discrimination were still rife in Northern Ireland and that sectarian violence was still commonplace. Scratch the surface and it's all still there, he'd been advised. But he'd been keeping an eye on how the executive at Stormont had been dealing with the pandemic and he had to admit he'd been impressed. Funny, Cannon thought. So the two main sides have finally realised that there's more that unites them than divides them. Let's hope it continues so that we can have a viable bolt hole away from this all this wretched London crap. And anyway, he mused, I wonder if all the women are versions of the lovely Mrs Tractor of the DUP and her Sinn Féin counterparts, Sally Ann and Chantelle. They might opt for South Africa instead. But the fact that he was actually considering these options proved to Steve that Brexit had lifted the lid of Pandora's box and Covid had ripped it off completely, spilling all its contents everywhere. But this time, hope had flown the casket along with everything else. <laughs>